depiction of um, David Carnes, who right after the attacks on the World Trade Center uh, went down and found some survivors. I don't know if you've seen that movie. That's from the movie World Trade Center. But it shows how he went in and rescued some survivors, got dressed in his military uniform. He's an accountant in Connecticut. And uh, he said in, in a quote I read off the Internet, he said, After staying at my desk for a few hours praying and asking God what I should do, I left the office to go to the World Trade Center site. According to a Slate magazine profile, Carnes drove to a local church and asked the pastor and parishioners to say a prayer that God would lead him to survivors. So that's a real good picture of what God does. There's a need, there's an opportunity in the world, and he lays it on the hearts of his people to step out and meet the need or make the most of the opportunity. We, we've been looking in the book of Acts at how God got the whole Christian movement started uh, and how last week we looked particularly at how the Holy Spirit leads us and how we follow him and stay in step with the Spirit. And so today we're going to continue that that hunt for lessons and ideas and things that we need to know, principles for cooperating with God to continue the adventure in our own lives. One key aspect is prayer, just relying on God. As you set out to do what God asks you to do, you need to rely on him and trust him to help you fulfill his purpose. That's really one of the major things that prayer is all about. It's it's really about asking God to help you to do what he's made you to do, what he's asking you to do, as you see needs, as you see opportunities to bless people. It's, it's asking him and trusting him to give you the power and whatever else you need to step out and, and do it. Um, prayer is really like an umbilical cord that connects us to the resources and the help that God has to give us as we walk through uh, life. But the Christian life, we've been talking a little bit, a couple times I've mentioned that walking with the Lord only makes sense in the light of fulfilling purpose. If, if, you're, if you're bent on fulfilling his purpose, when, when you come to commit your life to Christ, that's what he's going to do. He's going to ask you to hop in on fulfilling his mission in the world. And needs and opportunities are going to crop up. What he wants you to do is listen to him as he leads you to step out and meet those needs and uh, make the most of the opportunities. We tend to think of prayer many times as a 911 option. You know, when we're in trouble or when we have a need or maybe maybe sort of like a menu where we order up life the way that we'd really like it. Well, you know, I'll have a blessing today, God, that'd be great. Or I'd like to help, you know, if you could help me get the promotion that I want. And those are legitimate prayers. That's a part of prayer. It's okay to ask God for stuff. But the bulk of it, the real meat and potatoes of prayer is to pray and ask God to help you as you're setting out to do what he has called you to do, to accomplish his will. If you understand that, it makes more sense to you that, you know, God's put me where I am, right where I am in my neighborhood, in my family, at my workplace, to be someone that he can work through 
And I'm there to pray. I'm there to pray in a special way for the people that, that aren't there. I mean, that, that don't know him, that, that have needs. I, I'm put there for one reason, to, to go to God and ask him to begin to work in the lives of the people and in the situations that, that we face. If you understand the role of prayer, you're much less likely to throw a fit when you don't get your way in prayer. <laughs> I mean, some people... They pray, they've asked God for something, they've ordered up something, and they don't get it, and then they get angry and bitter toward God because they didn't get it. If you really understand prayer, prayer is more about getting on the same page with God, setting out to do what he's asked you to do, and asking him to open doors and give you the resources that he wants you to have to do what he's asked you to do. Some give up when God doesn't answer yes. But there's a lot to learn when the answer is maybe or wait or when the answer is no. You, you learn some things about God. And as you get into Scripture, you can make sense of what God is doing and what God's promised. And we know what to expect from God when we ask him things. But prayer is about accomplishing God's purposes in the world and it's also about trusting God and relying him on him for our needs. But what it is, is it's a two-way conversation with God. It's more than just asking for stuff. Um, if you get into the Lord's Prayer, you find out that it's, it's about praising God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's about getting on the same page, cooperating, setting your heart to cooperate with God as you pray this. This is a pattern Jesus gave us um, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done as it is in heaven. Then it's also about asking for stuff. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need. Provide these things that we, we really need to keep, keep moving on in life. Um, and then it, it's also about uh, um, asking forgiveness. It says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Confession, getting things straight and right before God. It's, it's, it wraps up the, the Lord's Prayer, the pattern that he gave us, wraps up with uh, a, a request to protect us from evil in the world. So it, it involves more than just asking for stuff. It involves, for me, when I, sometimes I'm weighed down, I'm worried, I'm, I'm not quite sure if we're going to make the progress that we need to make here in church life or if something's going to go wrong with the family. If I'll start with praise, just praise God for who he is, honor him, worship him, my heart begins to put things into perspective. He uses that to put things into perspective. I realize how, God, how big God is, how in control he is. So that's what all a part of what God, uh, prayer is all about. It's about those things, and it's about listening to him, listening to what he has to say to us. It's meant to help us get on the same page with God. And partner with him. In fact, prayer is, is central to accomplishing God's purposes in the world. Uh, and this is what they did, if you remember, while they were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. Jesus gave them their assignment. He said, don't, don't set out to do this until the Holy Spirit comes. The very first thing they did in Acts 1.14 is they went, they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. 
To be constant in prayer means to be earnest or to persevere, which is what we've got to do. Because it's easy to give up. Oh, I'm not getting what I want. I don't see God working. I, I, what's going on here? We've got to persevere. We're either, we either need to persevere because of the delay, or maybe we don't see the answers coming. We can't see what God's doing, or do we get distracted. For me, prayer is a battle. It is work. You know, it, it's, 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 it's hard to fight the distractions, and we have an enemy who doesn't want us to pray because he knows that's our umbilical cord. That's connecting us to the resources, the power of God, to help us to do what God's asking us to do. So when you pray, it, it's work. And the believers here... We're constantly, they join together constantly in prayer. That word constantly means they persevered. They hung in there. They kept praying. They didn't know how long they were going to need to pray before the promise came that Jesus had given. It happened to be 10 days, but they kept praying. And you see all through the book of Acts, the role of prayer in the life of a believer, how important it is. Um, the Lord, Lord puts us where we are, in fact, He's put you in your family. Uh, he, he puts you at your workplace, in your circle of friends and family, basically, so that you can pray for the people that are there. That's one, one thing that he's asked you to do. He puts us where we are so that we'll invest in people, we'll set out to bless them and serve them, and look for opportunities to share the message and ask God to give us those opportunities. Colossians 4, 2 through 4 says, devote yourselves to prayer. The word devote, same word as constantly in Acts. It's, it's just translated differently. It means to persevere, to be, to be earnest. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So we need to be alert. There's, there's this idea that we need to pay attention to what's going on around us. And rather than just worrying, fretting, getting bummed, or getting bugged, we, we need to pray. We, we need to pray for the people and the, the situations and about the things that are going on around us. Paul says, and pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in change. Pray, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. So you get the idea here. Prayer is about fulfilling God's purposes in the world. God, God lets us ask for stuff, and I'm not afraid to pray for bonus things. You know, just little bonus, they don't really matter. But God, you know, it'd really be nice if I got this or that. You know, it's okay. I'm not going to tell you what I've been praying for in my bonus prayer. No, <laughs> I, I really can't think anything. But, you know, it's okay. It's okay to pray. It's a, it says you, you're, we're to take all kinds. We're going to see a passage that says take everything to God in prayer. Pray all the time. Pray about it. Um, it's all right. But... The meat and potatoes of our prayer life should be about what God's trying to do in the world, how he can use us to do it. Um, just like Carnes, you know, he, he went by and asked the pastor and the people of that church to pray that he'd, help, he'd be helped to find survivors. That God gets behind that. If you want to, if you want to do his purpose in the world, see, God is, is about alleviating suffering and, and moving people to do that, to meet needs. And so if you want to do what God wants to do, he's going to do some incredible things to show you the way to do it, to give you what you need to accomplish that purpose. We've seen that here in, in church life ourselves.
But prayer is a key way that we partner with God right where we are to bless and to help and to serve the people around us. We learn in the New Testament that prayer follows the filling of the Holy Spirit. Um, Acts 2.42. Remember last week we looked at when the Holy Spirit came upon the church, came to, to reside in the lives of individual believers and to be a part of the church and to motivate and move and lead and guide and convict uh, the people in the church. This is what this is the next verse after people received uh, Jesus Christ, the message that Peter delivered, and after the Holy Spirit came in to live in them, look at what they devoted themselves to. That same word, to be earnest, to persevere. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to time around and doing life with other believers, to the breaking of bread, which is a reference to they sort of goes with fellowship. It's, it's they ate in the homes. They hung out together, and they, they shared in the Lord's Supper together. And to prayer. This is, this is the result of the Holy Spirit showing up, coming to live in the lives of people. He, he motivates us to pray. And he gives us the help we need to pray. So if you're, not, if you're someone who's committed your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're not drawn to prayer, you need to consider the problem. Because you could be trying to live the life in the flesh. You could be trying to live your life your old way, according to your old nature, just the way you've always done things. And when we, when we disconnect from the resources that God has, has given us, when we disconnect from the Spirit and say, yes, I'm going to go back to handling life on my own and my own effort, struggling through, pushing through, um, the help's not there. We're not drawn to prayer. We're not, we're not led by him in the ways that he wants us to lead. Or there's some kind of cherished sin in our life. That, that can cut off the, that can put a kink in the umbilical cord as well. So the Spirit, Spirit's going to motivate us to pray, and he gives us the help we need. Prayer and praise will flow out of the filling of the Holy Spirit. So that's, that's an indicator that can tell you and I where we are at any given moment in the day. We're either in the flesh, operating in our own old ways, or we're in the spirit. If you're in the spirit, you're going to be drawn to the right thoughts and the right prayers. And, and you're going to be drawn to bless the people around you with the prayer that God puts on your heart. Spirit has a key role in our prayer life, we learn in the scripture. The spirit helps us pray. I'm very grateful for this. I'm not very eloquent, <laughs> as you probably know by now if you've been coming for a while. I, I really appreciate the help that the Holy Spirit gives. The, the only way uh, to learn how to pray is by praying and to learn how the Holy Spirit helps. Um, it's, and, and I'm grateful for this as well. It's not how you pray, but who you are praying to that matters. I have prayed some feeble, measly prayers that God has sought to answer. They may have been feeble, they may have been measly, but they were sincere. They were coming from my heart. It's not what you say or how you pray, but it's who you are praying to and the help that you're getting while you're praying that really matters. Look at Romans 8. 
says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So, I don't know if you've ever been confused in your prayer life about what to pray about. You know, how do I pray? Trust God to help you. And as you grow, as you learn to pray more, you'll get some direction, you understand. Many times I just pray scripture for people. I look at the goals that God has in the Bible for people, and I, I pray over those. I ask God to do those things, because the Spirit's going to work in tandem with the Word of God. But that's, that's one, of the, one of the things I'm grateful for that the Holy Spirit does in our life is He helps us pray. We also find that we should pray in the Spirit, not in the flesh but in, or in our own effort, but in the Spirit. It says in Ephesians 6.18, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Be alert to what's going on around you and, and pray in the Spirit, not in your own flesh, not counting you can pray, and, and as you pray, you can be counting on the words you're saying to make the difference in the situation. You pray in the Spirit, relying on Him, relying on God to do what you're asking Him to do. You're not, you're not counting on the exact words that you're using or the power that you have to say those words or the, the number of times that you repeat the prayer. You don't, you don't have to rely on your own effort but you need to rely on God as you pray. It's more about a relationship with him, just talking to him, laying out your heart before him, learning what matters to him and asking him to work through you. So we're to be alert to what's going on around us and to what the spirit is doing in you. Um, it could be that someone keeps coming to your mind. You know, you're going through the day and they keep coming to your mind. Or maybe in a, in a given week, you, your mind keeps, you keep thinking about a certain person. That, turn that into prayer. Be alert. Be alert that that could be a signal that God wants you to pray for them. Um, may, maybe you get troubled or disturbed about something in your soul, in your insights. Something or someone. Turn that into prayer. Ask God to, to work. In that situation, you, you get a burden or a sense of heaviness for a need. You just get, you get weighed down. A, a need keeps coming to mind. Don't just, don't just bear that. Turn that over to God and ask him to work in your life. Praise God for who he is. Thank him for what he's doing. Ask him to bless the people around you. Ask him to bless, to work in the lives of those that you're coming in contact with. If you're at work. Things are going on. People are having problems. You're, you're having lunch break. Um, sometimes the most loving thing you can do is stop and pray with someone. If, if you know, they, they may not be comfortable with that, but if they are and you think they are, go ahead and pray with them. Or whisper a prayer to God about the situation that you're facing. So many times I'll, have, I'll be doing something and I'll have to make a call and talk to somebody about something and not sure how it's going to go. God, would you really give me the help I need here to be clear in what I'm saying? Rely on him. Pray. That's what it means to pray in the spirit. With this in mind, pray with all kinds of prayers, all kinds of prayers and requests. Ask God. That's what the Holy Spirit's going to do. That, 
That verse in Ephesians 6 follows a description of what it's like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what you do. You pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, we're alert. As we're seeing things go on around us, we realize God's working. And you are put right where you are to make a difference, to ask God to work, and to do what you can to be a blessing to the people around you. Live in the presence of God. That really helps when you really just realize that God is there. He's right there with you to help you all through your day, all through your week. Prayer is a direct connect to God for guidance. We're going to look at some things that, that prayer is and does in our life. Uh, you look at Acts 10. There's a story in Acts 10 of two praying men. One guy is a Roman centurion. He's, he's uh, a God-fearing man. He believes and fears the God of Israel, it says, and he's praying. He, he however, is a Gentile and the first, the very first Christians, the disciples, and the very first believers were Hebrews. Peter was one of them. Peter is the other praying man. You can read in Acts 10 of how God, through, through Peter's prayers and through Cornelius' prayers, led Peter to bridge over and begin to share the gospel with Gentile people. They hadn't thought of that before. It hadn't occurred to them. But what, what God did uh, as, as Peter began to pray... Um, he, he led him to go to Cornelius' house and to share the gospel with him. Cornelius committed his life to Christ and they were saved and they received the Holy Spirit as well. Um, this unlocked the Old Testament scriptures in a way that the disciples hadn't seen before. They, they weren't thinking this way. And that's, that's a characteristic of what the Holy Spirit's going to do. As you pray, as you get leadings, as you, he's going to lead you in a way that lines up with the scripture. And it's interesting as, as you look back at after, I'm sure as the disciples began to look at the Old Testament again, they saw all through the pages of the Old Testament how God had been trying to get to the Gentiles through the, the Hebrews, through the Israelites, how he really loves the whole world. He doesn't show favoritism. In fact, I think it dawned on Peter right then because that's what he said to Cornelius. And so prayer is a direct connect to God for guidance. God, God's going to lead us. The Holy Spirit won't take you off the page of Scripture, but will always lead in a way that lines up with it. And we learn here that listening is an important part of prayer. I, I tend to take questions to God. You know, God, here's this situation. Uh, here are all the options. Which one of these is the best? Wh- what do you want me to do? And I'll pray that several days, weeks, months, however, it long, however long it takes to get the answer. And God begins to confirm the direction in different ways. Many times it comes in different ways. And I'll, I'll get I'll get a leading or I'll get a thought or, a, wow, you know, that really does look like the best way. And then you check it out, ask people. And uh, God works that way. So I'd encourage you as you're trying to serve God, as you're working with your kids, um, ask God, Lord, what, what's the best situation? What's the best solution that's here? And, and he'll help you. He'll help you through his word. He'll help you through the counsel of the other people that are around you. 
He will bring the help that you need, and you'll know it's from him. He, he, this is something that goes on in our heart of hearts that the Spirit helps us with in groanings too deep for words. I mean, he's, he's working in our hearts to help us with these things. Prayer is also a way we can ask for, for help with trouble and roadblocks. Peter was thrown in prison. If you read Acts 12, you can read the story there. He was thrown in prison right after James, the brother of John, one of the disciples, was executed by Herod. And so the church was very concerned about their main leader going down. He's thrown into prison. And the Lord responded to the prayer of the church in a dramatic way. Peter, Peter walks out of prison on his own accord, over to the house where they're praying, and knocks on the door. The servant girl answers the door, and she's so excited that she doesn't even ask Peter to come in. She goes up, tells everybody, hey, Peter's at the door, you know. And then they don't believe her. So they come and find him, and it says that the, the believers were astonished at the way God had answered their prayer. And that, that really is where the adventure continues. In our lives, as we as we set our heart to do what God has asked us to do, and we we find that He's at work already ahead of us. He's already making the way for us to do what He's asking us to do. He's providing what's needed. I, I've seen God work to deal with trouble and roadblocks in in my own life. I've seen it in CIV. To accomplish his purposes. A couple examples are getting into this dime of our center. We're sitting in an answer to prayer that we, we were praying. We're, for several years, we were, we were needing space. You need space in a church to grow. And um, we were in a junior high that was small and smaller. And we, needed, we weren't going to grow in that place. And so we'd been praying for a few years that God would provide a space for us to grow in. This, this place was built, and uh, we wanted to, to move over here. But the problem is there was a smaller church that was meeting here, and I had the brakes on. I didn't feel good about moving in on them because even though they were meeting in one of the smaller rooms, um, I knew that their plans probably were to meet in the bigger room as they grew. They were a brand-new church plant. And so I called the pastor. And I asked him to consider swapping with us. Because while this is, was too expensive for him at the time, they could afford the bigger space at the junior high, which God had provided for us to allow us to grow to the point we had, which would allow them to do the same, and then we would be here. Well, after about eight or nine months, talking, thinking, praying, he said, all right, I'll do that. We didn't have to do that, but I just didn't, I, I don't know, the brakes were on about just moving in on him. And so God opened the door, cleared the roadblock, and here we are. It's been a blessing. We've grown, and God's blessed us as we've come into this place. Another answer to prayer recently uh, has been um, Mark McAlpine's come on staff. And uh, we're testing out whether this is going to work, both financially and if this seems like what God wants. But uh, when Josh and, and the launch team went out to start the church in, in Orangecrest, we needed somebody to take Josh's spot. And while Alex could do it, we really needed Alex to do other things. And so we began to pray. We began to pray that God would provide someone, somehow, and the funding to hire someone to replace Josh because we were pouring a lot of money into helping 
the, the launch gets started. Well, long story short, Mark lost his job in the home building industry, and we were having lunch one day, and I said, hey, Mark, you're the exact kind of guy that we need to do this position. Now, you can't make more than I do, so you'd have to take a cut. <laughs> he was a senior vice president for a home building company, and he got excited about it. <laughs> It's interesting how the Lord's work because the two options at the time, we still don't know what God's going to do or what God's saying or doing. We're just feeling our way through the fog on this thing. But um, the two options he had an offer to be the president of a home building company, a startup company in Colorado, making way more than he would make at Church in the Valley or working on our staff. He was excited about working on our staff, which shows you his heart, but. Um, anyway, the deal with Colorado was hitting some bogs. It was bogging down, and um, we were talking about it early last week, not this week, but last week, uh, well, two, two Wednesdays ago. Uh, really, we were talking about it on two Mondays and Tuesdays ago, but anyway, those are details, aren't they? <laughs> but anyway, the Lord laid it on my heart to pray. This is what God does. He puts it on your heart. To, to really pray, I mean, this was one of those spirit things. God was leading me to pray. So I prayed Wednesday morning, and there was a major step that was taking right about the time I was praying. And it's not, it wasn't my prayer. It was just that God allowed me to be a part of that, to, to, to pray and to watch him work through that. And so there's a major step forward in that deal. It's still, still not over. But that's what God does. That's all a part of the adventure. As you hit roadblocks and trouble in your life, God, God wants you to pray and to ask him to work, and you can see him respond. It's something that, that you, but you've got to make the investment in prayer. You, you've got to take the time to pray. You've got to pray in the Spirit, listen to the Holy Spirit, and trust him to work. As we trust God to work through us in this way, prayer builds our faith. Look at 2 Corinthians 1, 10 through 11. He has delivered us. From such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Prayer is talking, and Paul is talking to the Corinthians, and he's, he's asked them for prayer. He's describing what God's doing. He says, you help us by your prayer. You team up. You partner with me by your prayers. And when we get the help, when we get the answer, many will give thanks. On our behalf for the gracious favor God has granted us in answer to the prayers of many. So as we pray together, and this is, this is a weakness of CIV, we really want to grow in prayer over this next year together as a church. As we pray about things and ask God to work, we all, our faith is built and strengthened and we give thanks to God. Prayer also knits our hearts together, 2 Corinthians 9.14. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Prayer knits our hearts together. You're investing wherever your heart is. There your treasure is. That's what's important to you. As you pray for people, your heart goes out to them. Prayer also makes our presence count wherever you are. <clears throat> First Thessalonians 5, 17, 18 says, Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God, God put you in your circle of family and friends, at your job, in your school, to pray for those around you. 
That's one of the reasons you're there. If, if you're bugged by something that's going on, then pray about it. If, if you're tempted to get critical, you're starting to get critical and irritated with the people, rather than criticizing, pray for them. Ask God to work in their lives. Spend the time productively. Don't harp on people. Pray for people. It's very, very easy to fall into the flesh, which is a harping kind of thing, and a criticizing, and a judging, and a put-down. But pray in the Spirit instead and watch God work. You are on point for God wherever you are. If you're a follower of Him, you're on point for Him. Wherever He's put you, you you can pray, and you can begin to ask God to work. And sometimes the only thing I've done is pray. I haven't, I haven't really taken any initiative whatsoever, but I've prayed, and God answers the prayer, and we make progress as a people and as a congregation and individually. Prayer also helps to advance God's kingdom. Something Jesus asked us to pray about in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6.10, is the... Uh, Verse says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Part of our prayer should be for the kingdom to advance. And you and I can go places. Just like God's put us in places to pray, we can go places where we can't be in any other way but through prayer. I mean, I, I can have a part in what God's doing in Central Asia today if I bow and pray for what God wants to do in Central Asia or any part of the world. We, we can go places and we can have a part in advancing God's kingdom through prayer. This is all a part of his design. I'd like you to take your connection card out, if you would. And on the back, there are some responses to the message, possible uh, responses to the message. Um, one of those that you might want to do in response, we want to get in the habit of listening to the word and doing it. And so... Um, First one is you may want to memorize that short verse, Colossians 4, 2, to remind you to devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Holy Spirit's going to lead you to do that, to pray, to be alert, and to thank God when he comes through. Uh, you might want to ask the Spirit to fill you and help you pray continually. Maybe, maybe you haven't been drawn to prayer like you know you want to be or like you would be if the Spirit was filling you. Think through and figure out what it is. Is there, is there some kind of thing that's blocking me? Am I just living life in the flesh, trying to do it on my own effort? Is, or is there some kind of sin pattern that's keeping me from really being able to walk in the Spirit? We looked at that a little bit last week on how to, how to stay in step with the Spirit. Um, develop a prayer list. Keep track. Write down what you're praying about somewhere so that you can track the answers. That really builds your faith. When you can remember that God has done what he's done, it really helps build your faith as you face struggles and trials and roadblocks and trouble. That, that will really be a faith builder. Um, if you don't have a prayer list, build one. Uh, also, you may want to ask the Lord to teach you how to pray more effectively. The only way to learn how to pray more effectively is to pray. And the only way to be effective in prayer is to pray. Um, and so you may want to ask God to do that. Another thing you could do, which would be great, is to pray regularly for CIV's mission to be accomplished. It's something you may want to take as a next step. But these are some things you could do. There may be some other things. A book that's really been encouraging to me recently on prayer that you may want to get and read is called Touch the World Through Prayer 
by Wesley Duell. D-E-U... Okay, I don't know how to spell it. If you Google, touch the world through prayer, I'm sure it'll show up. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's been an encouragement to me. It's a little older book. It's written in a different language, but it's, it's encouraging in prayer. In terms of what I'm talking about, praying for the purposes of God to be accomplished in your life and seeing what he can do, the, the doors that he opens up and the things that he provides in order to see that happen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for the truth that we see in your word, for the way that you draw us into prayer and into a relationship with you so we can, we can have a conversation with you anytime we want because of what you've done.